Hello, and welcome to What is Innovation? The podcast that explores the reality of a word that is in danger of losing its meaning altogether. This podcast is produced by Outlast Consulting, LLC, a boutique consultancy that helps companies use innovation principles to solve their toughest business problems. I'm your host, Jared Simmons, and I'm so excited to have Gideon Kadem. Gideon Kadem has led Valens Semiconductor's automotive business since 2020. He brings more than 30 years of experience in the semiconductor and EDA industries, with various roles at leading companies like Cadence, Intel, and Xilinx. Prior to joining Valens in 2020, Gideon managed sales and business development at Xilinx activities across EMEA, Israel, and India, with revenue responsibilities exceeding $200 million. He holds a Bachelor's of Science in Electrical Engineering and an MBA, both from Tel Aviv University. Gideon, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you, Jared. I'm also very happy to be here, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to spend some time with you. Our pleasure. Let's dive right in. What, to your mind, is innovation? Well, I think this is a very interesting and, and, and big question, you know, because innovation is in the essence of everything we do as, as human beings, right? Innovation is in the essence of how our culture evolves, how our history evolves. So I would say it's very much deeply inside the DNA of mankind. Mm. But when I think about innovation from a technology perspective, right, um, I've spent my, my life in a technology world, and uh, we're talking, I think, today about innovation in a technology-related aspect. I think that innovation is something that needs to be well-managed. Mm. There's a little bit of contradiction, right, in, in this sentence, but and from my experience, right, from what I've seen, eventually you want to end up with something which is practical, with something which is creating added value, with something which is making a positive impact on life of human being. And in order to do that, you need to manage the innovation or manage the innovation process in a way that eventually you will end up with this something practical, which is making the contribution. Mm. Without the management process of innovation, you may end up in different places, right? Right. I would say that's my observation about innovation in technology. I see. I see. So that's interesting that you connect practicality to the management process of innovation. So to, in order to get something practical out of the other end, it has to be well managed. Is that a fair takeaway from what you're saying? Yeah. And there is some contradiction here because you think about innovation, you want to go wild, you want to think in different direction, you want to go out of the boxes. And I think this is a must and this is an essence. But in parallel to this, you want to move through some stages, right? In each stage, you want to go wild, but you need to somehow move through some stages that eventually you end up with a practical thing in hand, with a piece of technology, a piece of product. It is very innovative, but also is addressing certain needs and indeed bringing the added value and, and changing the way people are living in a, in a good way. Mm, that's such a great point. And it feels like you're highlighting the difference between managing something and putting constraints on it. So it sounds like you can follow this innovation process. You can manage the flow, the movement from stage one to stage two to stage three without having to over constrain it from a possibility standpoint. That's right. You don't want to constrain it. You don't want 
to damage the innovative process. You don't want to damage innovation. You want just to guide it, mm. to guide it in a certain direction. Mm, that's the perfect word. Managing an innovation process is probably more about guiding than controlling. Yes. Whereas when you're cranking out widgets or when you're managing other processes, management kind of gets equated to control. Mm-hmm. And, and in an innovation process, guiding is probably a much better word. That's a great point. How do you infuse that mindset of guiding in your managers and your team leaders and folks in, in the process versus trying to control the outcome? Well, I think it's all a matter of context, right? And a common understanding of the world that we are living in and a common vision that we need to have about what is it that we would like to achieve or what is it that we would like to do or where we would like to end up, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think if, if this is all understood, then you can let the brains go wild, right? Right. And then meet again at the right point. Mm. So having a clear vision of the endpoint, what it is, why it matters, what value it adds, what problem it solves for society keeps some sort of guardrails on on people without sort of constraining them. They can go wide, but that, to your point, go wide, but still come back to that same home base, that same endpoint. Yes, I would say that's a fair description, right, of what I was trying to describe. Yeah, it's such a great point. And kind of back to what you alluded to earlier in the conversation about innovation kind of being in our DNA, in the DNA of mankind, which I couldn't agree more with. It sort of helps explain why, even when you pull it into the context of technology, there's still this sort of natural return to what is needed to solve a problem, what is needed to move humanity forward, because that sort of innate drive around innovation applies in that same sort of context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Do you talk about innovation a lot as a company or as an organization or when you're working? Is it something that is talked about as a thing or is it just more encoded into how you work? I think this is somewhat in the background of the organization. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily upfront on a daily basis, but of course, right, what we are trying to create is things that we'll do things differently in a creative way, in a more efficient way. And I think when we are hiring or when we are training people or when we are setting goals, of course, we talk a lot about the need to be innovative. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that sometimes even people will cross out something and say, oh, this is not innovative enough, and they will not be excited about it because it's not innovative enough. Oh, that's great. That's a great place to get your organizational culture to to the point where it's sort of policing itself and you don't have to be a leader on a stage saying we need to be more innovative, trying to push that agenda. It it sounds like it's really part of how you work. Yes. And and I think it may be not a unique thing to Valence to our company. I think it is something which is a common theme in technology companies Hmm. and also in Israel especially right with the startup culture that we have here. But I would say in our company in Valence, the way I see it, this is something that has always been very critical, right, to the DNA of the company, to the culture of the company. I am not a founder of the company. I've joined the company a few years after it was founded, but one of our founders 
has made a clear statement in the early days of the company, and we still have it in the cafeteria on the wall, right, for the engineer, and it says, if there is a solution exists, we will find it. Mm. If there is no solution exists, we will invent it. Oh, that's great. Okay, so there is no problem which is not solvable. Other there is an existing solution, we will find it, and if not, we will innovate it. This is another notion of the innovation thing, which is in our culture. Mm. No, that's such a great line, a great thought. It encapsulates a lot, right? I mean, if I'm an employee and I see that on the wall, I know what my mindset should be as I think about going about my daily work. It also does a great job of, I think, highlighting the difference between innovation and invention. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine in the world of technology, particularly this very cutting edge technology that you all work in, it's very easy to substitute one for the other to think because you've invented something, it's innovative or you've created an innovative thing. Yes, yes. And, and I think it's also, again, a full process that you need to manage, right? Mm-hmm. From the vision, from the culture perspective, from the day-to-day work, it all needs to be managed because if you don't manage it, it may end up in very strange directions. Right, right, right. I wonder about how the, the sort of day-to-day process of managing innovation work feels for you in terms of my background is in consumer packaged goods and I worked in innovation organizations within those companies. And there was always a certain rhythm to the innovation process. Projects happened on a certain cadence. Certain types of meetings happened monthly. Certain meetings were quarterly and things like that. And that kind of shaped how things moved through the process. Are there things that sort of shape how work moves through your process or how you personally think about managing innovation? Well, you know, it's interesting that you're asking this, but I would say that today in, in my current job, I'm more focused on the business development side of uh, things, rather on, on the engineering and the product development. Yeah, right. And when doing this shift and focusing on more on business development and customer relationship, you suddenly find that there are a whole new aspect and the spectrum of innovations that needs to take place. It's not just innovation of creating a product. It's also the need to use innovation, right? Mm -hmm. To position it to the customer, to help the customer solve their issues, right? So we're actually finding ourselves not just internally managing innovation, but also Mm -hmm. sitting around the table with our customers and trying to bring joint innovation solution together with them. And that has been a great experience, right? Mm. Because there is one thing when you are leading a team inside a company, and then there's another thing when there's a joint activity with a customer, and you need to overcome, I would say, many more constraints in the process of bringing innovation into the table and and making something good happen. Mm. That's very well said. And it's such a unique experience because you kind of, parts of the innovation process are now outside of your control where you're, you're still managing it, but you don't control every aspect of it. Absolutely. And that makes a big difference back to your definition around the guiding of things. It's hard to guide things that aren't in your camp. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we've talked a bit about what innovation is. What isn't innovation? So I think that's a very difficult question. I was actually thinking about 
innovation a lot before this podcast. And I actually concluded that almost everything we do is innovation, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're asking me, what is an innovation? I'd like with your permission to maybe shift it a little bit towards a different direction. Sounds great. And not talk about what is an innovation, but maybe the distinguished between innovation in technology than innovation outside of technology. Sure. Because I think fundamental in the human brain, in the human soul, right? Innovation is coming from a similar source. But when you talk about innovation in technology, I said you have to manage it. You want to end up with something which is practical, with something which is creating a product, which is contributing in a positive way to how people live, etc. But there are other forms of innovation which are not technology innovation. And I would say the best example for this is art, right? Mm -hmm. You look at artists and what they create. I think it's a total different aspect or dimension of innovation. If you talk to an artist, maybe they will actually tell you that they also need to have a process of managing their innovation to end up with something, right? Right, right. But in my view, it's very different than innovation in technology, right? Mm -hmm. In art, there is somewhere where you can go wild and you don't have to end with something which is practical or serving a certain goal. You just need to end with something that is expression of your emotion and your view about the world. Mm. Also talking about this, I think one of the things which is maybe happening nicely today is that innovation in art and and innovation in technology are suddenly coming together Yes, with all the recent development with artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Suddenly those things are being connected together. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but I just wanted to give you know the, the different example of what isn't innovation in technology. It's a different kind of innovation. No, it's a great discussion point for sure. I agree with you. They are they are different in execution, and I think at its core, innovation in art or for its intrinsic value. To me, the difference is art is something that I make for me and that may speak to others, and I think. Technology is something I make for others or to solve a problem that may also work for me. I was involved in developing a lot of products in baby care at Procter & Gamble. I didn't have any kids. There were a lot of technological innovations that we worked on that developed and went out of the door that I think are innovative, but didn't apply to me. But as a musician, everything that I make as a musician speaks to me. And it may speak to other people. It might not. They're a lucky few for whom their artistry speaks to the world. Mm. But there are a lot of people like me who enjoy what they do in their basement. And that's enough. We talked about the way things are connecting together between technology and art. I recently had the opportunity to visit the MoMA Museum in Manhattan. Ah, wow. And they have some great example for this. I don't remember the name of the artist, but... On one of the walls, there was a very large LCD screen with amazing shapes of graphics and colors evolving with the support of artificial intelligence. And actually, the idea there was that this artist created an aggregation, right, of all the art pieces in the museum, right? He took pictures of all the art pieces in the museum, fed it into the brain of an artificial intelligence, Hmm. and created like a dream of color of shapes from this with some kind of algorithm. Mm. So you look at that and you say, it's kind of pure innovation, right? Right. 
to do something like this with the help of the technology. And this is where technology innovation and art innovation are coming together and creating amazing things. That's a great example. I think the future of innovation and of technology and of art, I think the intersection of those three things, we've only scratched the surface of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's critical that we see technology as an enabler to humankind rather than a threat if we're going to unlock those types of human artistic expressions that are only possible through the partnership with technology. I, like many other people, have a lot of concerns from where technology is going and where it's taking us. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I think there's great potential. And without taking the risk, you cannot get the reward. That's right. And again, and that's about managing the process, I think. <laughs> exactly. If mankind, if our society will be able to find the right process to manage the involvement of artificial intelligence, the benefit for innovation will be huge. Agreed. Agreed. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to go right back to your definition of innovation and say that you've got the solution right there. I mean, if we manage it properly and guide it the right way in the right directions with the right intentions and the right endpoints in mind, we're going to get a lot of things wrong, but we'll get more things right as we go. And yeah, I think you're exactly right in that regard. It's been a great conversation and we've covered a lot of bases. I want to make sure before I let you go, I wanted to find out if you have any advice that you'd like to offer current innovators, future innovators, people who want to be more innovative. I think my advice was already given in part of the discussion. So let me maybe try to conclude it in a couple of short sentences. I think that in my experience, if you want to get the maximum leverage from the potential innovation, then you need to manage and guide it correctly. I, I think that the most important thing is to first have a dream, have a vision, have a clear vision match between the team members of what is that we are trying to accomplish, what is our dream, you know, what do we want to do. I've seen many teams who did not have this common vision and then things are going in different direction, although they are very, very innovative, you end up with, with nothing. Mm. So I think I would say spend some time to make sure you have alignment in the team about what is the dream, what is the vision, when we're going. Then when you have strong alignment, then you can go loose, right? Uh, let your brain run in different direction, then bring it back together again. But it's very important to have this initial common vision, common dream, and also the understanding about how we manage the process. Mm. Gideon, that is great advice and such an important point to reinforce. And I'm glad you did. It brings to mind a question, how might I do that if I'm new in my career? I can imagine someone who's a leader or an executive in a company can sort of try to set that tone. But are there small things that you see or that you did early in your career or that you see other people do that someone early in their career could do to try to help nudge the organization in the direction of thinking more about the endpoints and how to manage things and the clear vision and all those things? So I think that when I was young in my career, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> it's things I did not realize. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, I did uh, many mistakes. Yeah. For someone in this position, my advice will be is that, first of all, within yourself, try to create it within yourself, right? Mm. to have an agreement with yourself about the dream, the vision, etc. And then 
test it with others. Mm. Test it with others before you start going. For someone in the position that you have described, that's the thing I would say. But if you are a bit more experienced, a bit more senior, if you are a manager, make sure you manage it the way I've described it earlier. Mm, that's perfect. It's fully within anyone's sphere of control to get those things right and clarified in their own mind. So that's very tactical, very pragmatic advice that I'm sure people will really appreciate. Gideon Kadem, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and your thoughts on innovation. And I hope we stay in touch and can talk again at some point. Me too. Me too, Gerard. With your permission, I'd just like to maybe just say a few words about automotive, which is the industry I belong and we are serving. Sure. And again, I will try to do it within less than a minute. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. A couple of sentences, right? I, I think that I would say the level of innovation, the amount of innovation in the automotive industry today is huge, huge. I mean, automotive was always an innovative industry, but recently it's really going through a transformation. Hmm. The automobile was until recently a masterpiece of mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. And the automobile today and the automobile of the future is going through a huge transformation from a masterpiece of mechanical engineering to a masterpiece of computer engineering and artificial intelligence. And there is so much innovation going there that it is amazing. We at Valence Semiconductor, we are part of this transformation and we are delivering to the automotive industry a very unique connectivity technology, which is helping to put all the pieces together. I will not elaborate on this, but I'm encouraging the audience to look at our website and get a sense of our innovative technology. And also feel free to approach me over LinkedIn. I'm very responsive over LinkedIn with any question or anything you want to ask me about automotive connectivity or general innovation at all. Thank you very much, Gerard, for giving me the opportunity to talk today. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. And thanks for that context. I know I'll be reaching out over LinkedIn to pick your brain from time to time. Okay. Thanks again for your time and look forward to staying in touch. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this week's show. You can drop us a line on Twitter at Outlast LLC. O-U-T-L-A-S-T-L-L-C or follow us on LinkedIn where we're Outlast Consulting. Until next time, keep innovating, whatever that means. <laughs>